Welcome to How Now, the podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. And here's your host, Kim Martin Raymond. Peace and blessings, and welcome to another edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. I am your host, Kim Martin Raymond. I'm a minister, spiritual life coach, health and nutrition awareness coach, author, and founder of Redefining You LLC, where I help my clients to realign themselves mind, body, and spirit. And welcome to this third season of the How Now podcast. If you are new to the show, welcome. You are now officially part of the How Now podcast family. So be sure to go to www.hownowpodcast.com. Click on your favorite podcast platform and make sure that you like, subscribe, follow, and share and hit that notification so you'll know when we are having our shows airing in the now. You can also go to the bottom of the page and click on the banner and it will take you to the How Now YouTube channel where you can like, follow, share, and subscribe and hit that notification button there as well. So you can watch our shows in the now and see what's happening in seasons one and season two and what's coming up this season in season three. So again, that is www.hownowpodcast.com. So let's get into today's episode entitled the love camp love camp doesn't sound good (laughs) okay we're going to be talking about you know the scope of the dating scene and how it's changed and people are looking for new and innovative ways to to uh you know find love you know people are looking for love on purpose and so you know to join me to talk about this is my lovely guest to my left and to your right, depending on which way you're looking. <laughs> and as is customary with the How Now podcast, I'm going to have my guest to introduce herself at this time. Good evening. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for having me, Kim. Absolutely. My name is Renee Miller, and I am a certified love coach and the founder of The Love Camp, where I help business professionals find healthy love so that they can have blissful life and love relationships. Beautiful, beautiful. Hey, nothing like love. You know, it's the it's the month of love, you know, and we're going to be, uh, you know, people are going to be talking about Valentine's Day and and all of those mm-hmm. other good things. But, you know, people are looking for more meaningful relationships. I think that since the pandemic hit, people have been really looking you know, inside themselves and realizing that the relationships that they may have existing may need to end or they're looking and saying, okay, I, I'm, I've, I've rediscovered some things about myself and there are some things that, uh, you know, I'm looking for and, and I'm ready to start sharing my life with someone else. It's been a trying time. So, you know, let's talk about what was going on prior to, uh, the pandemic and, and what your, uh, business was looking like then. Sure. So prior to the pandemic, I was coaching uh, primarily business professionals, women mostly, but some men, and the topics were different. The mm-hmm. topics were around, you know, starting a business. Um, some of them talked about how they wanted to be in healthy relationships. And then post-pandemic was very, very different. But before mm-hmm. the pandemic, I think there was just, uh, there was more things that people were taking for granted Mm. in their conversations and then the things that were most important um, versus what we talked about afterwards. 
Wow. Wow. You see, and that's it. And that's important. I mean, you know, the, the scope has changed so much, you know, because we were in a rat race, you know, and, and everybody was just running and scrambling and, and just, you know, a means to an end. And then the world stopped. And it was like, what yeah. do we do now? Everything has stopped. And, and so, you know, people's priorities changed. People were now not only having to sit yeah. with themselves, they were having to sit with those who were in their homes. You know, when they told you you couldn't go out, you know, you used to be able to just hop in your car and take off and or or come home late. Now you're stuck. Yeah. And you're like, exactly. uh, now I gotta be with these people. And I'm not sure I these are the people I want to be around. And so it, it I'm right. sure it changed the scope. So you said after the the pandemic that things kind of changed. How so? You know what came out the most that really surprised me is how lonely a lot of women were. Whether they were in a relationship or single, when we were able to go out, we were able to like fill up space, fill up time and occupy ourselves and distract ourselves. And then as soon as we had to go inside, to your point, we had to reflect and be present. And we got real clear that we were just lonely. And I talked to quite a few clients as well as friends and family and realized how much they were lonely, even in their own space. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing that like stood out to me the most, even for myself, I realized how lonely I was. Wow. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's something because just like you said, you, you've heard the terms before that, you know, you, you feel lonely in a room full of people. And now to not even have the, have anybody in the room, you know, used to be able to be like, okay, I can find that distraction or I can find somebody or something to distract me in that space. Now I'm in this space by myself and I'm alone for real, for real. For real, for real. <laughs> and now it's, it's no longer just uh, theoretical. It's right. actual things that you have to face and deal with. And it's you yourself in the walls. It's you right. yourself in the TV you know, occasional phone calls. And of course we started doing a lot of Zoom calls and things like that. But prior to that, people had to like really be with themselves. And Mm -hmm. I think one of two things came out of that. Either they found healthy outlets in the midst of being home, whether it was starting a business, whether it was having those conversations that were necessary. But then we also found unhealthy situations because we wanted to find a way to fill the voids and the loneliness we were feeling they call them doritos no i'm teasing (laughs) doritos pizza right 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 it's amazing it's amazing just like you said two things two you know things on each side of the spectrum yeah absolutely right exactly you know you figured out how do you figure out what to do at that time and it was either going to be to your benefit or to your detriment so yeah absolutely absolutely i i know that um it's so funny because i was reflecting on your podcast and i just thought about the first of the the pandemic, everyone was scrambling and paranoid and stressed out and scared. And I can relate to all of those things. And then I thought about towards the middle, how, you know, I had did a little dabbling online and I I met a gentleman and I was like, well, he's lonely. I'm lonely. We're going to eat Chinese food every other day. Mm -hmm. We can't really do much. Uh, we, We only have the environment of being in the house. And then I thought about how I made a choice to not do that either, to really get serious about 
creating what I wanted. So mm-hmm. I went through a series of evolutions, you know, during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of pivots. A lot of people made a lot of pivots, done some things that they didn't, they wouldn't normally do because they, they just, you know, they figured I have to do something. I have to do something. I have right. to move. I have to, because otherwise you get caught up in a vacuum or you get analysis paralysis. Yeah. All of a sudden you, you're thinking about it so hard yeah. and all of a sudden you're not moving. And you have to move. You have to Just move. Look at the papers. Yes, yes. And now here it is. You can't go outside and you're you're looking, especially if you were in, on the dating scene when the pandemic started. And now you're like, okay, so now I can't go out. So now what? And and so, you know, here it is. We're still in the pandemic, but, you know, we're able to get out and about now. But people have right. really, during that time, started looking at some creative ways in which Correct. to meet people outside of the the ordinary. And Correct. so with that, talk about, you know, how, how you came about this whole idea of the love camp. Sure. So the love camp really was birthed toward, we're still in the pandemic, but it was yes. birthed towards the end when the world started to open back up. Right. And we started taking some of the things that, when we were creating it and when I was really birthed in the concept, we wanted to think about all the things that we realized pre-pandemic, but also post-pandemic. Because during the time that I was home by myself and I was alone and reflecting, I was talking to different people about what their needs were. So all that went into the consideration of how do we create it. And one of the things that I found is that the loneliest were African-American women. Mm. Um, from my experience, um, we all were hit and felt it, but a lot of African-American women felt it. And it was harder because pre-pandemic, we already know that the, the number of women that were available was a lot more than the number of men that were available. And the unmarried one to add to that, the number of unmarried women was a lot more than the unmarried men. And so we just, you know, I took into all of the considerations that I became aware of. And I began to think about how do I serve um, folks that need to learn best practices so they find their way to each other, how they find their way back. Now that the world is open, how do we find our way back to each other and now redefine what we should look like or could look like? And that was the thinking behind creating it is that we know that we weren't exhibiting the most healthy habits pre and then post they got exacerbated because then it it showed us how unhealthy we were because we're stuck in the house now. Right, right, right. (laughs) So we can't really connect. And so the creation was, uh, is a love project and was a a project out of necessity Mm -hmm. to redefine how we want to connect with each other and to really think about, well, what are the healthy practices? And so we do it through retreats because, you know, what better way than to come together and have a safe space to Mm -hmm. converse, to engage, but to have activities that are fun and enjoyable. We also do it through coaching. I've been a certified coach for over a decade. So it's wonderful to be able to bring the best of what I know to 
transform people's thinking mm. and their beliefs about what's possible. And then we also do it through courses. Um, and so those are the primary spaces because we wanted people to have the tools. Yes. If we ever go to a pandemic, go through a pandemic again, yes. you have the tools yeah. <laughs> to be together and function. I am a firm believer in that. That's it. You have to be equipped. You know, how, how can you be proactive about anything or, you know, if you, if there's no preparation involved, we right. have to be prepared for these kinds of things and, and be able to reach into those toolboxes because that's where we run into situations where you have people that spiral into depression. We have people that are taking their lives and things like that because they don't have the tools or, or don't know where to reach out to receive those things that they need until they're in dire straits. And, you know, exactly. we want to we make sure that people are prepared ahead of time. So I love that. That's the concept that you go by because we want people to be prepared and we want them to, you know, be ready. And, you know, the, how many songs to say, I am ready for love. How are we ready for love? What are we doing to prepare for that? Yes, absolutely. Oh what steps are you taking? Right. And so we, we have like a, um, what we like as a creative, we have a creative process that we use. We go through the seasons. Okay. So we start in the winter and it's a symbolic winter, you know, think about winter is the time where you're hibernating and we already were doing a lot of that. So now we bring to the forefront how we want to actually reflect on some of that, not necessarily the literal pandemic, but just the reflection of wanting to change things and shift realities. And then we go through to the spring, you know, think about spring. Spring is something we create this new. What do we want to create yeah. new that is in our love life and in our lives in general? And then we transition to summer where summer is joyful and bright and yeah. sunny. And we're practicing things like communication and vulnerability and trust and uh, uh, respect and all these topics that we have. And then last we we go to the fall season and we prepare folks to reap the harvest and continue to build on what they've learned and to be able to maintain it. Nice. Nice. I love that. The four seasons. I mean, it, the symbolism is just beautiful. It's beautiful because that, that is what we do. It is, you know, and, and it's funny. I said, cause that's something my dad used to always say, you know, when, when uh, me and my sister were coming up and, and we, you know, in reference to relationships and my brother as well, you know, he would say, you, you know, make sure that you can love that person through all four seasons. That's what he used to always say. That yeah. you can love that person through all, all four seasons. And and talking about that symbolism and, and the preparations that you're making are, are the tools that you need to be able to do that. Because do. things things are going to change. Yes. You know, the seasons of a relationship change. They don't stay the same. It's not always summer. It's not always right. winter. It's not always spring and it's not always fall. There's right. always going to be times where you're going to go. And, and how how are you being proactive about engaging in that? So I love that that the camp talks about, you know, making sure that, that you know, there's some education behind it, that there's something that goes along with it, that there are some courses. So that, that way people see it in action. It's not just enough to, exactly. you know, for somebody to tell somebody what they need to do. They need to have some experiences or go through some examples so that they can see, okay, this is what it looks like. You don't want to wait till you're in it and then go, oh, this is what she was talking about. Now, what was it that she said we're supposed to do again? You know, exactly. you got to be prepared. Be exactly. prepared. So I love that. I love that you do that. 
Can I give you, um, I would love to share one of the things that we did to like point, uh, to verify further your point, because I think it, the illustrated is such a, an example and a wonderful example of that is that during the winter season, when we were just coming out of the winter season during our retreat to Tanzania, we oh. hiked up uh, uh, Mount Kilimanjaro. There's a waterfall in Kilimanjaro. And we hiked up there. It was one of the hardest hikes I had ever done. Um, it took about two hours, but the symbolism is while you were hiking up the mountain, you were symbolically releasing things that no longer served you. Releasing things that you know you don't want to bring down the mountain, bring back with you when you travel back down the mountain. Right. And so we hiked to the waterfall and folks were in meditative reflection while they were walking through it. We get to the bottom, we do this wonderful um, meditation and yoga in front of the waterfall. Mm. And people just talked about how light they were coming back, how they were ready now to move into the spring season because they had released the heaviness of winter. So it was very symbolic. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> now let's backtrack. She just said like, oh yeah, we went to Tanzania. I'm like, like Tanzania, like in Africa, Tanzania. <laughs> so, so one of your, one of your, uh, love camp retreats was in Tanzania. And when did you all go? Yes. Yeah, so we had our first annual retreat in Tanzania in October, 2022. And we were there for a beautiful 11 days. Nice. And we went to three different regions, including Zanzibar. Nice. And we were able to experience some of the most magical uh, curriculum aligned events. So everything that we did aligned with the curriculum. So the activities helped, like you said, reinforce yes. the love journey uh, steps you're taking. And we infused the culture of Tanzania into the curriculum. So we met with the Maasai. We studied how they uh, live and communicate and connect. Um, we hiked up the waterfall. We went to the uh, spa um, so that we could prepare our minds and bodies yeah. for openness and uh, to cleanse ourselves of uh, our mind and spirit. Every day we did um, movement medicine so yeah. that we could be ready and present, you know? So it it was, it really is and was an opportunity for us to really truly invite love into our space and make sure that we were available. Okay. All right. So you had different people who is open to every, anyone who wants to come. Is it just for single people or is it for couples or is it for a combination of both? So it is for singles and couples, which I found was phenomenal because to experience the couples gave the single something to strive for and nice. to see the dynamics of uh -huh. and vice versa. And also what made it really good is that the couples did their own work individually mm -hmm. and then they came together as partners to discuss the activities. Mm -hmm. And so they were able to individually get the quality and value, but also as a couple collectively. Right. And then I think about the, the singles because then they're able to, you all are experiencing at the same time. And so you mm -hmm. have, you have a memory that was mm -hmm. created and that, and if yep. you happen to meet during this camp, 
You can say, well, remember yep. when we climbed Kilimanjaro? Remember when we went to the spa? I mean, you have something to talk about right then and there. That That's monumental. Yes. That's something that you don't get to do every day. How many people can say they went to Tanzania, Africa and climbed Mount Kilimanjaro? Who can say that? There are only right. a handful of people who can, you know, who have had the opportunity to do that. And yeah. so I love that it's in, in places like that, that are exotic. Now, will they always be in places that are, that are in, on different continents or in different parts of the world, or will some of them be here in the States? So we have some here. We have the Love Camp Domestic and International. Okay. Uh, this year we have one in Massanutten, Virginia, in the mountains. Beautiful. Nice. Uh, we have one in Savannah, Georgia. We also have one in Houston, Texas. And then the rest of our retreats are international. So we have one in Tulum, Mexico. We have um, our annual Tanzania. And then we also have one in Bali. Oh, beautiful. My goodness. Okay, I'm going to have to get on one of those. I'm going to have to get with Mr. Raymond. We're going to see which one. (laughs) All right, honey, if you're listening, mm, y'all get checkbook ready. All right, so (laughs) yeah, I mean, that, that sounds awesome. You know, it's just beautiful to be able to experience things outside of where you are because because then you I think you appreciate it more when I you get back so. home and and and, it, and it's closer to home, you know, but it's nice to have that experience because you know, you're coming back and it's just like like oh, well, you know, we went out, we went to the local restaurant. I've been there before. I've done that. You know, <laughs> it takes the you know, it's a, it takes the monotony out of it. And, it does. And, you know, and gives you someplace different to go. There's not many people can say they had dinner in a restaurant that's in the ocean. We literally had to take a boat out to a restaurant that was in the ocean. So when the tide is high, you have to take a boat out to get to the restaurant. Wow. Not many people can say that. And all mm-hmm. when you look out, all you see is ocean. So we we do things that really create an experience where people are still to this day talking about it. I have clients that participated in a retreat and I'm coaching them now and they are still talking about they want to cherish and hold on to the love camp because we start with self-love and we move outward. And what is a a better way than this practice self-love by doing something like you said, new and different and expansive for yourself? That's right. That's right. So even at the end of the day, if you didn't have a date, you can say, I experienced Africa. I experienced Tanzania. I, yes. you know, yes. so, so you're still walking away full. So mm-hmm. I love that. I love what it represents because just like you said, the greatest love should be love for you. The greatest love. And mm-hmm. we always start with mm-hmm. self because all things that create possibility, health and healing and wellness start with self. You know, and so we we teach that and then we help people to expand beyond themselves so that when they are ready to connect with love, it is a more organic, more holistic, more edifying experience because they got rid of things that no longer serve them. And they did the work and they they face some things. I mean, it was quite amazing. Wow. Wow. And so when they go to this love camp. 
afterwards, you know, are they, you know, like I said, you, you said you have some that are, are existing clients. And so they have the opportunity to continue uh, through the coaching process so that they can kind of, you know, peel back the onion and talk about some of the things they may have experienced on their trip. Absolutely. Because what happens is the trip opens them up and gives them some things they're working on to practice towards. But when they come home, now it's time to look at, well, how are you prospering and how do you want to continue to build on the trip? And we have certified coaches that are part of the trip. So this year we certified, this past year, we certified uh, two coaches. One of them was my love. Um, which I thought was absolutely mm-hmm. wonderful to be so supportive. And so we those coaches during their practicum, during the trip, they give our participants assignments, mm-hmm. practices to expand. And so some of them coach with the coaches they came on or some of them choose to coach with me, but we still build on what they were assigned to do while they were on the trip. Oh my goodness. I mean, so it, it's just a win all the way around. It's just a win. They're, 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 I, I see nothing that, that doesn't sound beneficial from this trip, whether it, you know, it's that personal experience, it's that self-love, it's, the, it's an opportunity to, to uh, you know, become a coach and it's an opportunity to, you know, to be able to practice things. And that's the thing. It's all about application. We can talk all day long. We can talk to a blue in the face, you know, and, you know, and well, well done is better than well said. That's what uh, Benjamin Franklin said. He said, well done is better than well said. You know, uh, you, you know, it, it's what we do. You know, it's how we put our hands to the plow that's going to determine, you know, what what's going to possible. What, what are we going to produce from that? You know, and we can't do that. From yeah, it just cannot be empty words. It's got to be being able to go out there and experience it and and to, you know, to say, all right, how can I take this monumental experience and, you know, and apply it to my everyday life? Right. You know? Right. Exactly. How can I make it make sense and continue to create? Because one of the things we learned in the pandemic is that we didn't feel empowered. You know, we felt a little helpless. And Mm -hmm. so when we came out, it was almost like a new leash on life. That's it. (laughs) Yes. We're free, you know, we're, we're free. And so to have the love camp right as we were closing out the restrictions and the lockdown and things like that, I think it gave people also an opportunity to breathe. Like people yeah. were like ecstatic that they could come out and breathe because a lot of us were held in our breath, you know? Right. right. And so that's one of the things it did as well as it gave people permission to breathe. Yes. I love that permission to breathe. And that's what it's about. But like you said, it starts from within. Everything starts from within. You know, a a lot of the basis of a lot of the the shows that I've been doing over these past couple of years has has been with that in mind. You know, it's just people being able to get to that space of breathing again and getting to that space of of moving outside of fear and outside of, uh, you know, knowledge and, and, you know, and saying, okay, I need to learn something so that that way I can get to that space of growth. That's where we want to get to. Ideally, we want to get to a space of growth. How can we move from being inside this shell and getting to that space where where now we're confident and we can walk in in our own truth 
And that's exactly. something that's so important. So I love what it is that you are doing with this love Thank plan. You. I'm so excited about that. And Thank when is you. your next one coming up? Our next one coming up is March 18th through the 21st. Okay. And it's in the beautiful mountains of Massanutten, Virginia. Okay. And and so people, do people come from all over? Is it open to people if they, uh, you know, go to your website and find out, or if they find out information or get in contact with you, they're able to, to book yeah, them, so or do have, you have to do local? Well, they can come from all over, but we have an application process okay. where we vet the individuals because we want to be able to serve them. We want to make sure we understand their mindset. So we have an application process so we usually people can find us on instagram or they can actually text us directly uh -huh. and we then send them the application awesome awesome yeah hey everything is about a process and just like you said vetting people and making sure that that people are in a space that they need to be in just like you said so that that when they're coming they're in the best possible yes to, to glean what was right. meant from it's not just a you know you're not a travel agent where it's just say like, oh you're just coming on a cruise or you're just coming to, to go there right. this is like i said they're trying these are for people who are trying to find love on purpose exactly you say that? if you're, and, if you're looking and we that. know that it's our role to make it safe yes. and be able to allow people to be seen and like you said, be their authentic selves. And so to do yes. that, we have to vet the folks that are coming, but we get excited about the transformation that's happening already. Like yes. it's just, it's, it's beautiful to watch, even though I'm the founder of it, there are times that I sit back and I'm listening and I'm emotional, almost as if, I'm a spectator and I forget mm -hmm, right. <laughs> that I'm the chief coach or that I'm the founder. It's more just about being in all of people's transformation, mm -hmm. you know, and then it becomes less about us and more about individuals wanting to do the right. work right. and, and do it in a safe and fun space. Right. And you're building relationships, even if it's a friendship. So, yes. I mean, so it, so it goes far beyond just it, you know, because there are many different facets of love. You have brotherly love, you have your know, agape love, you have all different yeah. types of love. And so if even if you walk away from the, the trip with, uh, you know, I thought that, you know, I made a really good friend. I made a wonderful con connection. Again, it goes back to relationships, but Indeed. again, it starts with that relationship of self. And then once Indeed. we have that relationship of self, we are now open to having healthy and, and productive relationships with others. So I think that it's, a like I said, it's a 100% win. I, Thank I, I, you. I when I think that it's absolutely wonderful what you're doing. I'm excited about the things that are, are to come with your love camp and, and just the premise behind it and, and, and that you are vetting people and that, you know, it is a process and that it's something that you need to be mentally prepared for. Are there any little things that people can be thinking about, uh, you know, as they're thinking, if they were going to, you know, if I was to say, oh, you know, I think I'm going to apply to 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 go, come to this love camp. What is what are some things that they should be thinking about, uh, you know, as they go through that application process? Sure, I would definitely ask them to ask themselves, are they coachable? Because mm. some people don't want to see themselves. They say they do, but they don't. Right. So they have to ask themselves, are you coachable? You have to be willing to ask yourself, is there something um, that you want to shift and are you open to shift it? Mm. Because sometimes we don't like 
the things that we have in our life or in our love reality, but we're not willing to shift it. So you have to be willing to say, you know, how realistic is it that you would want to shift it? And there's no force like this. It's in your own time, in your own season. But part of the love camp gives you activities and stretches you to step outside of your comfort zone. Right. And so then I, I think the last question would be, is what would you like to create with love? Mm. Like if love, if the love that you have isn't the one you want to create, whether you're in a relationship or you're not, what would you like to create? Like dare mm. yourself to believe that love can be more expansive and bigger and more satisfying. What does that have to look like? I think that's awesome. And those are, and those are powerful questions to ask. Cause you know, you just don't want people to just, like I said, come willy nilly. This is not just a, <laughs> you know, a vacation thing. This is a, okay, I'm, I'm looking for love on purpose. And these are some things that I'm willing to do to prepare for that, to, okay. to fill that toolbox with what it is that needs to, to be in it. So exactly. I think that this is awesome. This is amazing. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I, we, we're going to, uh, give people, a. uh, you know, ways that they can get in contact with you in just a few minutes. But before we start wrapping things up, I always ask my guests, what are some things that they are doing to live in the now, to live in this space? What are some things that you are doing personally to live in this now? Two of my favorite things to live in the now, right now that I'm doing is absolutely taking time to like reset and breathe when I feel like my day is too much. I, I'm not only breathing, but I'm resetting my framework about the day. That's very important to me. Mm -hmm. And then one of my favorite things that I love is I write in my grat gratitude journal morning and night. Nice. So I always write how I'm setting the tone for the day and what I'm grateful for. And then how I'm holding space for a day to be great. And then I reflect on that day in the evening. I love that. I absolutely love it. You know, everybody has so many different ways in which they're navigating in this space. And, and, and it's so positive and true and real to each individual person. And, and every time I hear someone's, uh, you know, thoughts on what they're doing and now I'm just, I'm always in awe, like, wow, you know, that's so cool because it's their truth. It what It's what helps them to be able to get through the day. It's what helps them to strengthen them. And to, you know, have them look forward to tomorrow, but to enjoy what's happening right now. So I love that you are doing that. That is absolutely wonderful. So now let's talk about how people can get in contact with you and how they can find out about this love camp and the things that you're doing there. Sure. So one of the rec ways to get in contact with us is to text us. Okay. And the reason why is because we can then send you the application and we can communicate directly faster via text. Okay. Um, and so we always ask people to text us at 240-415-8559, 240-415-8559. And we usually ask that you text and say love camp interests because then we know that you are interested in love camp and we can then send you out an application and a greeting and get to know you better. That's one of our things. We want to make sure that we can support you and that you are um, coachable and you are a candidate we can work with, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. So they can text you, text Love Camp is Interest to yep. 240 415 
Yes, and that will be in the description of the show when it airs so people will know how to get in contact with you and, uh, you know, start on their journey and possibly yes. come and, and enjoy one of the many trips that you have prepared, uh, you know, in 2023. And this may be their season for love. How about that? Yes. <laughs> I, I hope it is. I wish for more and more people to have abundant, blissful, magical love because it does transform your, your reality. It is not just the Hollywood concept. Love is so transformative. That's it. And it's so organic when it's true and in, in it's pure, you know, and that's something that people should strive to look forward to. So, and Renee, thank you so much for being with us this evening. Most thank you welcome. for talking about the love camp and know now that you are part of the How Now family, you know, and, I love it. We're, 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 we're sisters now. Okay. I'm yes. in the house. <laughs> but you are always welcome back. I tell my guests what's happening right now may not be what's happening a couple of years from now, a couple of hours from now, a couple of days from now. So you're always welcome to come back and tell us what's going on in your now and in your world. So like again, welcome to the How Now family. And for everyone listening, that'll do it for this edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. And until we see you the next time, I say peace.